Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Be honest action. You want some of that 0-4 Joel Embiid action? You better wake up. You better wake up or you're, you're going to get embarrassed in the postseason. Like, you're not going to win a game. And that's what it's trending right now. The way they are playing against these teams that they will see in the postseason, they are playing like a team who is – not going to win a game. I was listening yesterday to Molly and Haw um, as I was dozing during the, the five at five where they go around everybody on the show and they debate and discuss the hottest topics of the day. So, of course, there was plenty to discuss about the, the, the Bulls loss yesterday. The Bulls lose every day, folks, the, the loss to the Bucks, and, and old Dustin Rhodes comes on and he he said – that he was just hoping for the the Bulls to win just just one game. That was his expectation. Like, I just want him to win one game in the postseason, and I laughed. I was like, what are you talking about, Rhodes? They're going to win more than one game. And then I thought, hmm, maybe that's not as crazy as I think, and maybe that is where the bar has to be set. Can the Bulls win a game in the postseason? 3-1-2, 6-44, because they're just, they're just not awake. I don't know what, how else to, to break it down, and we will, but it's that's what's going on out there. I mean, right from the beginning of the game, they were out of this game again in the first quarter. How many times have we said that this year? Where's the NBA comeback? It's It wasn't in the Bulls last night. It wasn't in the Bulls two nights ago against Milwaukee. So at this point, every every matchup looks horrible for the Bulls, not just bad, horrible. Like I, I'm seeing the breakdowns of – well, if the Bulls played Boston, there's this. If the Bulls play Milwaukee, there's this. They play Philadelphia. It doesn't matter. Like they, they look equally bad against all of the good teams and all of the playoff teams right now. And that is obviously not a good thing. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go to the phones and we start with A. Eugenio in Niles. Hello, A. Eugenio. Yeah, yeah, good morning. Yeah, they say in Spanish, it's Eugenio. You know, they they told me. They told me. So, is Eugene? Watching, is Eugene? Does that transpond to Eugenio? If you had been Spanish, that's what they told me back way back in Spanish class in high okay. school. Yeah, I was Marco, they, man. I was Marco. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, yeah, I, I was watching the Bulls um, game tonight. You know. Until the fourth quarter, what, anyhow, the game was over by then, you know. But 
Um, I mean, we we might have missed some things here. You know, the President Barack Obama was at the game now. How about you know, that? It's a, yeah, you know, I mean, it's a big deal, and um, it's um, it's Chicago, and um, you know, anyhow, about Chicago basketball. What I I I was talking to people about, you know, people weren't, you know, Desumo I guess is from Chicago, and Derrick Rose was from Chicago, and yep, yep. Let, lest we mention Isaiah Thomas or whoever, you know, before before you upset, um, you know, the guys who really that they said, you know, Jordan really was it was from North Carolina or whatever, and Obama was from Hawaii. So the people that you know come uh, come and uh, had come to Chicago, but <laughs> that was a whole other story, you know, about. Um, that the Celtics are so um, legendary for for what they we were talking. You and I were talking even last night, you know, that about the the Celtics tradition. It's so it's so hard to deal with, and sure, you know. But as far as I think they can win some games here. I don't know how how we're going to turn the whole thing around, but. Um, yeah, I, I tell you what, Eugene, it's going to be, and thanks for the call, my friend, as always. It's going to be tough no matter who they play, and a lot tougher than I ever thought it would be. I mean, I again, I mentioned this a few times. I remember doing a show not that long ago where I was asking you guys your expectations for the Bulls in this postseason, and mine was to win two series. How silly does that sound right about now? That is not going to happen. 312-644-6767 is the number. Talking Bulls and a loss to Boston, 117-94. to Opening day for the Cubs is today. They host the Brewers. The White Sox are at Detroit tomorrow, so everything is on the table. Yeah, how about the, the, the Barack Obama? Out at the at the Bulls game last night, he was sitting, you know, outside of the suites with a bunch of folks around him. Pretty cool. And so he's up on the suites, and then Donnie Wahlberg, big Boston guy, down courtside, hanging out there, maybe you know visiting a couple of his uh, Wahlberger joints while he was in Chicago. So you had you had Donnie boy in the in the house. And uh, so it's been uh, quite a quite a um, celebrity row lately because you had Obama and Donnie Wahlberg tonight. Then last night you had Khalil Mack at the game, which kind of blew me away. Actually, I thought I had figured Khalil Mack would be long gone from the Bulls or the from Chicago. And, okay, I'm out of here. Just made me wonder what's what's he hanging out here for? Does he does he want to experience another Chicago summer? What what's going on? What's why is Khalil Mack did did he fail his physical? Is it possible that Khalil Mack failed his physical and he's going to he's still with the Bears? Oh, I don't know. Maybe the do the Bears still have an extra second round pick? I don't know. We'll have to look and see. But I, I actually did find that interesting. I know that Khalil Mack was Big, like he's a big basketball fan and a big Bulls fan. I remember his first year, he was he put on a, a Bulls jersey and he was dribbling his basketball in his big mansion and uh, put it up on Instagram. So yeah, that was like about as much character or personality, I should say, not character, personality that we saw out of Khalil Mack. So he, the dude, hey, he loves his Bulls, man. That's very cool. So hey, 
no matter what, Mac is he should be one of those dudes that's always welcome in Chicago. I think you should have, even though maybe he didn't live up to expectations, you know, Pratt, you know, versus the trade that was made to get him here. Khalil Mack was a very good bear, and you got to see a very dominant force, at least for, for one full year. Text messages, 312-644-6767. Uh, let's do some of these. 630, good morning, Mark Grody. They are now going to have a device that catchers tell pitchers uh, what to pitch. Benjamin texting from Elmhurst. Yeah, I, I did read about that. I don't think that the Cubs are using that as of right now. Um, from the 773, oh, my God, that was amazing. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> from the 630, texted a few weeks ago about Sox pitching. Now I'm really wishing we picked someone up. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure the White Sox, who hear it all, they know that White Sox fans and White Sox media, well, not White Sox media, they'll go along with anything. The media at large were like, hey, yeah, you need another, you probably could use another starting pitcher, right fielder you kind of took care of. They knew that, and then, you know, Lance Lynn down six to eight weeks, and you're going to you're going to war with Giolito, Cease, Keuchel, Kopech, and then there will be filler. There will be filler. There will be Vince Velasquez and Johnny Cueto. Johnny Cueto. God, I already forgot about Cueto. Yeah, he'll be Ran in the minors for a bit, though. I'm sure he probably doesn't come up till like two, three weeks into the season. Right. I mean, he's got a. You know who, who knows what he's been doing? Where I assume he's been doing something while he hasn't been apparently this. riding horses. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's big, a, big horse guy. Yeah, that's what I hear. But yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a ramp up. It'll be interesting to see actually how starting pitching is handled in with all teams, but you know, especially in Chicago. Like, you know, is Kyle Hendricks going to be on a pitch count tomorrow? Is and I'm just talking about because of the lockout, not injuries or anything like that. Like, how long do they let? Lucas Giolito go uh, tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to watch pitching, to study pitching. Definitely. Well, and it's going to be interesting to watch how the White Sox handle it because they, they have depth, or they eventually will have depth, but they, they don't necessarily have it right now. And and Tony Larusa seems very adverse to a six-man rotation. So, like, I'm sure he's going to have to, like, break there a little bit just because they're going to need to. But um, – it'll be interesting to see how he rides some of these guys, you know, especially after like the, the arbitration situation with Giolito does, you know, maybe Tony ask him to go on short rest. Do they even consider that an option? Like there's, there's different ways you can handle it, but I could see Tony Larusa upsetting a lot of White Sox fans with the way he handles this. If it isn't oh, yeah. done right. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Hey, what's it's good sport to criticize and rip on and challenge Tony Larusa, and we've already we've already had a little bit of that yeah. during. Do we need to rehash season. the Bob Glass situation? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you ever bring that? Yes, we do. Do we need to rehash that? Of course, we need to rehash that. It's never we a always... bad idea to bring it up, right? Oh, absolutely. We always need to rehash grobberisms. That is just it's just good sport. It did really you uh, did you see the home run derby stuff or the home run uh, derby pole thing pool that they do in Parkinson Spiegel? I heard a little bit of it today. They had too, way too many people on the radio. For oh, me. my gosh. It's it like 19 people trying to talk at once on a Zoom call. Um, right, right. But I saw they I, – I didn't listen to it too much, but I, I, I did see that they named it honorary after uh, Les, which is funny because, like, yes. he – I think he, like <laughs> – I because I, I, I was doing the tallying for him, he would come in and connect and be like, "Hey, what am I? How am I doing in the home run derby pool?" 
I have no, <laughs> uh-huh. I have no idea. Let me count everyone's score for you. Um, but um, <laughs> he was like, he was like second or third for a while. You know, Arenado and Abreu for a little bit. And I remember thinking, I was like, man, I don't think these guys are going to do very well. And Les was like, I don't think he won. I think Spiegel won, but he was like in first place for a little bit. I was like, man, okay, I should shut up. Why Why would I think I know anything more than Les Kropstein? <laughs> yeah, Roel, yeah. Yeah, that's always debatable right there. Sometimes Les would try to get one in, and he didn't know what he was talking about. But <laughs> yeah. That, that, was, that was great. If he, if he didn't know, he wasn't going to tell you he didn't know. He was either going to go to the Wikipedia or he was going to say it wrong with a whole lot of bravado. That is the 100% All the right, bravado you want to know way. what a three technique is? I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. That's the golden example. But there were others similar that didn't get quite the same attention, and that's okay, I think. Uh, a couple more texts here before we take a break. Uh, hi, Mark. Thank you for doing overnights. Love listening to you and your Harrison Ford impression. Thank you. Thank you very much. Totally off subject of sports. Not sure if you heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Harrison Ford is going to star in the next season of uh, Ted Lasso 3. I did hear that. We talked a little bit about it uh, last night, and I have not seen any Ted Lasso episodes. Maybe I need to catch up on those two seasons so I can be there with everybody and be on the cutting edge of fresh Harrison Ford material. Yeah. Always you know what we should up. do, Mark, to to celebrate whenever Harrison Ford is on? We should do our uh our, our fugitive rewatch show uh for like <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, it'd be like Les's like ho- like oh, Home Alone yeah. episode, but fugitive. We recast the fugitive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I think that that sounds like a delightful idea. That sounds perfect. But yeah, no, I that we talked about that a little last night, and a lot of people were bringing that to my attention. But I appreciate it. I, you switch the samples. I would not have known about Harrison Ford being in that if it wasn't for score overnight. See, I think we're becoming a team here. 312-644-6767 if you want to jump in. We're just hanging out, man. I am here from right now, 1243, until 5 a.m. in the morning when it will be Molly and Haw. And as usual, I don't have any guests planned. Sometimes we get a lucky live guest. If somebody's up and they're texting me, I say, you got to come on. So sometimes we'll do that, but I don't have anything planned guest-wise. I definitely have a lot of of topics that we're going to get into, including more on the Chicago Bulls, more on the Cubs and White Sox and where they're going this year. And love to hear what you guys think that they may or may not do this year at 312-644-6767. The Masters is today, so we'll talk about Tiger Woods again and whatever is is on your mind. 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Grody at Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This is Sports Radio 670 The Score, Chicago's sports station. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been on here many times uh, saying the same thing. I, I'm concerned uh, for the Cubs. I, I don't think they spend enough considering their revenue. Uh, I, I think that uh, they should spend more. You know, we're always on Oakland, which is they're re- being ridiculous with their spending and Obviously, Cincinnati had a big fire sale, but I mean, the Cubs revenues are rather large, and uh, I don't think that their spending is commensurate with it, with their revenues, uh, with the soccer team or not. So, you know, I would be concerned generally if I'm a Cubs fan. That's not what you want to hear. John Heyman of New York Post and MLB. Taking a little shot there at the Cubs. 
on Mully and Haw yesterday on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. Yeah, you want to see him opening them up, but they are. I mean, the Cubs are still they're second in the division in payroll behind the St. Louis Cardinals. So they're not not spending. They're just not spending the way the Cubs should spend. And I would imagine that that will happen next year. And if you believe some of the things that were actually said on this very radio station yesterday, and we'll get to this a little bit later on, and that is that the the Cubs apparently took a – they were taking a real stab at Carlos Correa, who ended up with Minnesota. I'm sure they did. I'm I'm sure a lot of other teams did, teams that are – you know, the big the big market, big money teams, and that's why it was so odd that he ended up with Minnesota. When you start to calculate what the contract is in Minnesota and the fact that he can get out as fast as he got in, you start to understand a little bit more, and the fact that he can be the lone wolf shortstop because of all the great shortstops that were in free agency, if he does decide to opt out, then he can go and actually get Carlos Correa, that is, and actually get his big deal, which maybe could be still with the Cubs. So if that is the case, if the Cubs actually did make a real play for Carlos Correa, and so if you're – I never really thought about it this way, but if you are a Cubs fan or a White Sox fan, you both share in common that you should probably not root for the Minnesota Twins because – the worse they are, obviously better for the Sox because they're in their division. And in the Cubs' case, maybe they would be able to sign, you know, big money, big money for Carlos Correa in a real deal, unless they just fall in love with Nico Horner and Andrelton Simmons once he is healthy and my guy Jonathan VR. And it could happen. It, it could happen. Who knows? Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven is the number. Let's go back to the phones. And Ron in Peoria is next up. Hello, Ron. You're on the score. Hey, how you doing, Mark? Great, Great Ron, hearing you? you. Thank you. Great hearing you on the overnight. I love it. Listen Thanks, to it man. every night. Here's my thing. So with the way that Ryan Poles is doing things, and I actually appreciate it, he is going through an approach where he's like, I'm going to not spend over what we should be doing now here's the thing i like what has been going on with his situation because he's setting himself up for next year we're going to see what happens with this year's crop there's a couple guys that i'm very excited to see what happens with this year and if they do work out, great. If not, then we move on, and we have a lot of cap space to move forward with for next year. Mm-hmm. But his whole crop is about working towards that we can do things without having dead cap money and not having a bunch of bad contracts, having a bunch of young talent. And the thing that I like is we have a lot of young guys that have been on the roster for a while. I look at a guy like a LaCale London or a Charles Snowden, you know, that those guys are have been on the roster for a while. I'd like to see what they can do. 
when they've been given a chance. What do you think? Well, if there was ever going to be a chance for Charles Snowden and LaCale London, it would be this year, that's for sure. I mean, they only have 57 players on what will be by camp a 90-man roster, some of which will fill in nicely once the, the draft occurs because you'll get you know, those six players plus whatever – rookie free agents you decide to sign what other one-year contracts you're going to have as well but yeah I guess so Ron you know I'm, I'm I guess I'm not I, I'll be honest with you LaCale London and Charles I like Charles Snowden a lot uh, and LaCale London who's a Western Illinois guy I think I, they're, they're not exactly on the front of my brain when it comes to like the Paris roster and difference makers and things like that but if you're into those guys that they, they you're right I mean that this if, if you're ever going to go to look at them it would be now for sure with those guys. And I appreciate the call, Ron, and thanks for the kind words, and I appreciate you listening in Peoria. always feels good to have people listening throughout the state here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, not just to Chicago and the suburbs. I really I, I spent a decent chunk of my life in central Illinois going to school at Illinois State, working in Peoria. I worked in Lincoln, Illinois. I worked in Springfield, Illinois. So a little bit of my, my radio heart will always be in central Illinois. So great to hear from Peoria. And, yeah, I mean, the the Bears, the last five years, the last era, I mean, you can say that that was an era, the Matt Nagy era of Bears football, turned out to not be successful. It started very successfully, and it looked like it was going to be around for a while, and they were building something special, it felt like, but they never got there. So, yes, it is a rebuilding year. They are breaking it down. I don't see it being built back up. It's a seven- or eight-win team probably this year. I haven't really thought about it, and nobody can until we know what the roster actually is, but just you know, taking a look at the way they're going about business, it's not yet, not yet anyway, it's not about winning. It's not about winning yet. It's about rebuilding, and then we'll get to the to the winning part. There hasn't been a player that has been drafted yet that has actually or drafted that has been signed yet that has made you say, "Okay, now like you're rubbing your hands together. Now we're cooking. Now we got something." You know, there's some nice there's some nice parts. I liked the Lucas Patrick signing i think that's good he seems like an offensive line stabilizer not saying he's a super talent but he is better than sam mustafer and he should be your starting center for the next two or three years probably um you know i I, while the justin jones signing on the defensive line was second choice to larry ogunjobi it's a decent player you know al kadeen muhammad who's going to be a defensive end. That's a decent player. Nick Morrow, I keep hearing, is just as fast and athletic as Roquan Smith. So, you know, not again, not, nobody's moving the meter, but as I keep saying, these are pros that they have put in, and you got to fill up a roster. And that's right now, that's what Ryan Poles is doing. Attempted a little splash with Larry Ogunjobi, little ripple with the Ryan Bates offer that did not come to be. Trevor Simeon is around. You know him, former Northwestern-er. And there's a guy named Brian Pringle on the on the roster. What more do you want? What more could you possibly want than than all of that? But thanks for the call. 312-644-6767. Back to baseball. Um, the, uh, the reported offer for Carlos Correa that the Cubs had made, um, seven years, 210 mil, though. So... 
I mean, seriously, like if things cave in Minnesota and the Cubs really made this offer and they were that interested, why wouldn't they be interested again? Unless, you know, he, he takes Korea, takes a serious step downfall, right, it, John? It sounds like I think what really happened in the deal is that uh, Korea is represented by Scott Boris, obviously. Cubs don't have a great relationship with him with everything that happened with Chris Bryant at the moment. Uh But Uh the other side of that, too, is Correa, I believe, signed with uh, Boris's group like at a certain time where like if he had signed a contract this year, the bonus money that would have come from that for like the signing deal that would have gone to the agent would have gone to his previous agent, I guess, for the way it worked. So people are suggesting that he signed a one year deal to opt out of to get his mega deal so that Boris could get that cut. Yeah, I don't know how exactly that works, but that's what people are floating around at the moment. So I guess that. <laughs> so this is for for Boris. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure that is true, but it, this is more for Correa too, because he, I I imagine like that's a very cynical view of it, and I, I sure I, Boris has earned that. Like I'm not trying to defend him, but I think that actually does it actually is smart with Correa because of all the other shortstops that were in this class. And he, he could have it all to himself, right? If he right. opts out after one year, he's in a he much could, better situation. I mean, the yeah. market was, I mean, there was like seven shortstops yeah. coming into the free agency. It would be his market, right? right. I, mean, I mean, I'm sure there's some other shortstops that we're not thinking about, but the big boppers were all, they were all this year. Right. Have your bias. You're not going to have another, like, you know, Trevor Story and Corey Seegers aren't going to be on the market. Right. And, like, I right. mean, Francisco Lindor was supposed to be a free agent this year, too, before he got traded to the Mets. So, like, exactly. You know, th- it was a crazy class. So now, now, Correa, who's probably already like the top shortstop in that group anyways, or at least one of them, yeah, he's going to have a better shot. And teams are at least, I mean, like if he tears it up with the Twins and they're still bad, like he's going to, they're, they're going to, they'll probably trade him, to be honest, uh, or, or find some type of sign and trade deal that works. So yeah, that's that works true too. Baseball, yeah. Yep. We'll yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. So that's a team to keep an eye on if you are a Chicago baseball fan. Yeah. It'll be uh, be fascinating. You to... make a good point, though, Mark. It is a good deal. Like it's a smart move by him. It's not dumb by any means. Yeah. No. It's. I mean, he. If there wasn't some extra benefit to him, he wouldn't have done it. Because on the surface, it's like, what the hell, huh? Right. You're doing what? One year with who? What? And I kind of, in that regard, I kind of like it, just because it's not the same old, same old. I mean, it would be nice if it was the Cubs, but you figure somebody like that would have signed with like the Yankees or the Red Sox or the damn Dodgers, because you know they get everybody. They get everyone, yeah. Right. So that's, I mean, that everybody thought that that was, or or what I had been hearing right before he ended up signing was that the talks had been heating up again with Houston, that it looked like they were going to relink. And that was where I got off the train because I'm like, okay, if he's back talking to Houston, he's not going to go to the Cubs or like that, that the wing in a prayer that he would go to the White Sox. It was like, that is, that's not going to happen. 312-644-6767 is the number here on score overnight. Lots to talk about the bulls. We're going to hear from a little bit later on. I was listening to the post game show, the bulls post game show, Right here on 670 to score, and uh, some really a really good conversation between our post game host Rick Camp and Bill Wennington. You know, very pointed words from Bill Wennington, and just because there's no other way you can be, there's no other way you could be. I mean, I understand. You know, Bill is a team broadcaster and all of that, but you can't fake this. You there's no you can't put a pretty bow on what's been going on with the Bulls. You can't not tell it like it is. And Bill was doing that. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But your 
your calls are always my priority. 312-644-6767. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.